0: Welcome to the Overflow Podcast. We pray you are encouraged by this message. For more info, notes, or other messages, download the Overflow Church app or visit our website at overflowdfw.com. Hey guys, Pastor Josh here. I want to thank you for tuning into our podcast, whether you do that through our app and listen every week or you're just listening for the first time. Hey, if the podcast is a blessing to you, if you would, You know, mention us on social media at OverflowDFW or hashtag OverflowDFW. We'd love to hear how we're being an encouragement to you. You can also email us at OverflowDFW at gmail.com. Again, thanks so much for listening, and here's today's message. Can I tell you that I never thought that I would be the children's pastor at Overflow Church? I never thought I would be a children's pastor at all. And I'm a planner, I'm a bit of a planner if you know me you know that my planner is in my purse all the time and if I don't consult the planner I might have an issue because the planner has everything and so when we came down here that guy in the middle back there that's my husband Dalton when we came down to Dallas we knew what the plan would be I had the tentative plan I knew what was going to happen I was like okay Dalton's going to go to Christ for the Nations Institute. He's going to study youth ministry. I'm going to finish my bachelor's degree at Dallas Baptist University. Hashtag DBU is home. And then we're going to get jobs in our career field. Boom, done and done. Well, it didn't exactly happen the way that my plan was. And so we found Overflow Church, and you guys have also found Overflow Church. That's where you are today. Just in case you don't know, that's where you are, and it's a good place to be. We've been here for three years now, and it's been awesome. And so we found Overflow, and we knew we wanted to get plugged in. We wanted to get involved right away. And so we decided to, you know, just jump in. And while we were here, we, you know, we were volunteering. We were super involved. And then Pastor Josh and Pastor Leslie were like, hey, come over for dinner. We want to talk to you about something. And I didn't know what exactly that something was. And so, they were like, Jen, you know, with all the changes going on, we wanted to ask you if you wanted to be the children's pastor. And I was like, okay, hold on. That's not in the planner. That's not in the plan. That's not in my plan. And so, I probably gave them, like, the weirdest look because my facial expressions are already kind of all, all over the place. And so, I was just like, hold on. Like, no, 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 no. I'm this isn't, I have never even thought about this. This isn't what I feel like I'm being called to do. And I was just kind of like stuck. And obviously, Dalton and I talked about it. And I stand here today as the children's pastor at Overflow Church because of not my plan, but God's plan. And I'm sure that you all have a tentative plan for what you think is going to happen, what your life is going to look like. I still do it. My friends, are they know that I'm planning for Christmas right now, and it's August. Like, they know that I just tend to plan. I just love to have things that I can look forward to. And I'm sure that you guys do maybe the same thing, maybe not to the extreme of a level, but I'm sure that you have a tentative plan. And so as I was praying about, what should I talk about while I'm up here because I'm in big church and, you know, I don't have baby water bottles and chips to give you guys. Like, what am I gonna, what am I gonna talk about? If you need some, they are in children's ministry, so you can just stop in there and get some if you need a bag. Okay. But I was like, what, you know, who should I talk about? What should I talk about? And I was reminded of my tentative plan. And I was like, there are so many people in the Bible who have a tentative plan I'm sure. Now it doesn't say and Moses had his tentative plan, but I'm sure he probably had a general idea of what his life was going to look like, of you know what the what his plan was. And so I was trying to figure out who could I focus on today that had it that probably had a tentative plan that didn't go accordingly. And the person that I felt the Lord really put on my heart was Joseph, and that's Joseph in the colorful coat. And if you don't know the story of Joseph, totally okay. We can go over it more in-depth after service. I have a coloring page and everything. We can get it taken care of, okay? So today, I'm gonna talk about Joseph, and since I think that the story of Joseph is so well-known, I'm gonna go kind of more over a general timeline of his life and i know that it might be hard to think how does joseph's life look anything like mine but we're going to talk about it today if you want to follow along i'm kind of all over the place i'm being snapchatted right now and uh (laughs) that's a first yes snapchat we'll talk more about it after service So, we're going to be in Genesis 37, and I'm just going to be like myself up here. I hope that's all right, because most of you already know me, and I'm a little weird anyways. I mean, I'm hanging out with the kids, so I'm just like a big kid. So, um, we're going to be in Genesis 37. If you want to follow along, I'm going to kind of jump around, but that's a great place to start, okay? So, Joseph was born, and his dad is Jacob, and Jacob loves Joseph unconditionally, and he gives Joseph this beautiful coat, and Joseph has brothers. he has a lot of brothers, and I'm sure maybe you've seen like the Veggie tales, but <laughs> Joseph has a lot of brothers, and his brothers are totes jelly, like they're like this like what's up with this? Joseph has like all of these awesome things, and Dad loves him so much. And it comes to the point where they hate him. Now, raise your hand. I'm going to be a little interactive here. Raise your hand. Who has a sibling here? Anybody? Anybody? All right. Great. So I have a sibling. I have a little brother. He's not so little anymore. I've had him. He's, like, been around for almost 22 years. And he's, like, way taller than me now. That's beside the point. But he... Always was with me. And there's a word that just kind of naturally flows. When I think about Eric, as much as I love him, it can, he can be a little annoying. And so, you know, this is how I kind of think about Joseph and his brothers at first. They were like, oh, my gosh, he's so annoying. Because I know, you know, I'm like, Eric, stop poking me. Eric, stop looking out my car window. Eric, if you put that thing on me again, I'm going to lose it. You know, this was this just happened last time I visited him. So, I mean, this is continually happening. And so with Joseph and his brothers, I'm sure it started like that. But it grew and it grew. And it turned into this hatred that they had for him. And that was just it was just very dark what was going on in their hearts and so they were like all right we got to figure something out here because this is like not cool dad is like he's just all he just loves joseph so much and i'm just they're over it so they're like okay so let's kill him (laughs) all right all right uh I mean, the extremity has happened, obviously, and so they're like, okay, we need to make a plan here, you know, we got to figure it out, we'll blame it on an animal, I was trying to think of animals that are like around here, and the only one I could come up with is camel, and that probably wasn't it, Uh, whatever whatever animal they were blaming it on was not a camel, so just remember that. Okay, so they're like, okay, so we'll just blame it on an animal, we'll bring down his coat, whatever, it'll be fine. And then they're like, oh, no, but we don't want to have, like, the guilt of killing our brother. That's That's a heavy burden. So instead, hashtag better idea, let's sell him. That's even better, yeah let's just get rid of him, and then we'll still just say, like, that the animal took him or whatever, but, you know, we got to get him out of here, but I don't want that guilt on me, so we'll just get rid of him that way. So his brothers are out, and Joseph comes and joins them, and they end up selling him to these travelers that are going to Egypt, and Joseph is just kind of, I'm sure he's just like, what happened, man? We were having a we were having a great time. I was telling you all of my dreams, and here I am with these people that I don't know that are heading to Egypt. And so, uh, Joseph, he, w- he had a gift, and I think that that gift was part of that final straw, where literally, because the dream that he had was about tying bundles of wheat together. I didn't plan that. There you go, Josh Brown. So, uh, anyways, so... Joseph is uh, trekking to Egypt with the new title of slave, not good. And he gets sold to an Egyptian named Potiphar. And Potiphar is the Egypt, he's the Egypt, he's the officer of the king of Egypt. He's over all the jails, all of all that great stuff. And so Joseph is sold to Potiphar. And while he is there, Potiphar sees that his house is being more... He's, his whole house is just being better. It's more successful. He's seeing success in him. And he. it says that he became a successful man because the Lord was with Joseph. So the slave that Joseph now is, that didn't mean that the Lord left. The Lord was still with him. And so while... Joseph was with Potiphar. Potiphar was like, look, you, like, I've seen so many things from you being here. I'm going to put you in charge of my whole house, and the only thing I'm going to worry about is what I'm eating for dinner. I don't want to worry about anything else. You got it. Okay, great. So now Joseph has the title of being, like, the head slave over all of the other slaves in Potiphar's household, and so Potiphar has a wife, and because of my children's pastor knowledge, I know that I will not go into detail about this. But to say the least, Potiphar's wife was having impure thoughts about Joseph. And she, okay, calm down. Okay, so she was having impure thoughts towards Joseph, and she acted on those, and he refused So that led Joseph to be falsely accused of something that he did not do. And Potiphar is the head officer. So uh, he's like, take him to the nearest jail. Done. My wife said this is what happened. It doesn't matter what you say, you're a slave. Peace. So Joseph went from slave, (laughs) Joseph went from slave ahead of the slaves to prisoner now I don't know which would be worse uh but he's both so he's been both so been there done that so Joseph goes and he's in the prison and it says that the Lord caused the prison warden to like Joseph the Lord was with Joseph and showed him kindness so I'm assuming that the prison conditions were not the best um that's just going to be my guess. And so while Joseph was there, the warden liked him, and he's like, okay, this, this is a bro right here. Okay, this is a good guy. So I'm going to just put him in charge of the prisoners because I trust him. I know that he'll help me take care of them. We'll be good to go here. So now he is the prisoner over all the other prisoners. And he has – Joseph has this gift – And Joseph has the gift that the Lord has given him of being able to explain what dreams mean and to be able to, you know, understand what his own dreams mean, which is awesome because sometimes I have crazy dreams. Um, Anywho, so there are two guys that work for the king, and they come down to jail. Not good. And while they're there, they're like, they're both like, We've had super weird dreams, and I'm sure you all have said that you're like, listen to this dream that I had, and nobody understands what you're saying because you're like, that makes absolutely no sense. I don't know why a duck was wearing a sweater. I can't help you. But these guys, they told Joseph their dream. That's the right guy to tell your dream to. And so they each told him their dream, and he's like, okay, bro number one, so sorry, but you're not going to make it. And then bro number two, you're going to live. All right, so we got 50-50 here. Okay, so while Joseph is there and he interprets their dreams, that happens. That comes to pass. One dies and one lives, and Joseph tells them, he's like, hey, like, tell the king that I'm here. Like, tell him that I interpreted your dream. And so the bro that lives doesn't tell, doesn't tell the king. Joseph stays in jail, being the prisoner over all of the other prisoners, for two years. Two years. Feeding them, I don't know, I don't know, biscuits. That's the best thing that is coming to my mind right now. So two years later, the king king has no gravy. None. That's the bad part. So two years later... The king has a dream, and he's like, I have had the weirdest dream. This is what I I picture him, like, just, like, sitting there, just kind of talking in general, and he's like, this is super weird. Like, I don't know what this means. And then the guy that was in jail with Joseph was like, ooh, you know what? I was supposed to tell you something, like, two years ago, and – That is that there's a guy down in jail that told me that I was going to live. Remember when you threw me in jail? Yeah, remember that was a little awkward. It's a little awkward now. But I'm alive, and it's because I knew that I was going to live when this guy down in jail, his name's Joseph, he told me. And the king's like, what are you doing still standing here talking to me? Go get him. Go get this Joseph guy. And so Joseph comes up from jail and The king says to him, he's like, I have had a dream, but no one can explain what it means to me. And I've heard that you can explain dreams when someone tells it to you. And Joseph answered, he's like, no, 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 no. This isn't me. This is God. So even though he is in jail, he was a slave, he's still saying, this isn't isn't about me. This isn't me. This is for God. So Joseph interprets the dream, long story short. He helps the king and the kingdom. And he's able to help them from famine. And he's able to save a lot of people's lives. The king trusts him so much that he puts him second in command to the kingdom. And hold on, I know you're getting excited. I can see it. And, but wait, there's more. His brothers come he's able to forgive them and help them through, their, through the famine that is going on. And he's able to be reunited with them again. I know, I can see you guys are just like lighting up about it. I'm so glad. So, after all of that, Joseph is able to be, he's second in command. Uh, at the job that I'm at right now, I kind of went over this lesson with the kids, and I was like, there's a vice president and a president, and that means he was like the vice president. So VP Joseph. Joseph. VP Joe. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag VP Joe. Hashtag that, everybody. (laughs) Oh my gosh, people are actually going to hashtag that. Okay. So anyways, when I look at Joseph's life, this isn't even his whole life. This isn't even like his whole. This isn't even the whole thing. This is a portion of Joseph's life, and this has been like a roller coaster. I feel like I'm on a roller coaster up here. I'm not going to get sick. I've been saying it all morning, but I'm not. It's his life is like a roller coaster and I know that when I look at my own life sometimes I feel like mine is a roller coaster. Sometimes I feel like we are going great. I'm on the highest mountain top and then other times I am dragging my three feet through the valley. Like it is not it is not always so cut and dry. It's not always black and white. There's always times where you don't know what's going on. And so, okay, somebody Somebody, raise your hand. Give me an amen. Somebody that's on a roller coaster with me. All right, all right. All right, glad I'm not alone, because if I was, I would just go get another donut and leave, okay? (laughs) So, So, everybody can kind of feel how Joseph has felt. Maybe not literally, I hope not literally, but... Maybe you can feel how that feels when you don't know what's going on. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. These are very real, not sugar-coated things that I'm talking about today. And I'm very sorry if that makes you feel uncomfortable. I make a lot of people feel uncomfortable. So that's why I hang out with kids all the time. (laughs) So, but seriously, I'm talking about things that are very real and I want you guys to know that it is totally okay to be real about where you're at, especially to sit in your chair today and say to God, this is where I'm at because he already knows, but it's always better for you to be able to say it to him. So we're going to go over three points today that I feel that I've been there, done that, and I don't know where you're at, but you might be there. You might have been there. You might be going there. Okay? So, let's open up our little ears today. Okay, so the first one is that God is faithful when life is going good. Sometimes it's really easy to just kind of be like, oh, I just got my brand new Kate Spade bag, and my life is going so good right now. And God is faithful. God's faithful. <laughs> And it's so easy to feel that. And God was faithful for Joseph. Joseph was born into a family with a father who loved him unconditionally. God was faithful to Joseph. It says in Psalms 89 verse 2 that I will declare that your love stands firm forever, that you have established your faithfulness in heaven itself. God is faithful. God is faithful when your life is going good. It is who he is. He's established it in heaven. It's who he is. And Joseph saw that. Maybe you are seeing that in your life right now. I know uh, Brooke, Pastor Brooke and Pastor Nathan, they just got new jobs. Praise the Lord. That is jobs and better jobs. We have seen God's faithfulness in their life. We have been praying for them. We've seen We've seen the prayer breakthrough, We've, and I'm sure that you have seen that, too, in your own life. God is faithful when life is going good, and it's easy to say that, but sometimes it's not so easy to remember that God's faithful, and sometimes we have to remember that God is faithful when life is going bad. Now, I'm saying it. So it says in Genesis 39 verse 2 that the Lord was with Joseph and he became a successful man. He lived in the house of his master, Potiphar the Egyptian. God was with Joseph as a slave. God never left him. God was always faithful to Joseph. He never broke a promise. He was always there. Can I tell you that when you're going through something bad, God is the same God as he was for Joseph, the slave, as he is for you sitting in your chair today. He is the same God. And it says in 2 Timothy 2, verse 13, if we are not faithful, if we are just throwing our hands up, my life's in shambles, I don't know what to do. He will still be faithful because he must be true to who he is. It is who he is. It is a characteristic of God. He is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. It is who he is. It's a characteristic of him, no matter what you're going through. Now, almost a year ago, Dalton and I, we lost a friend in a car accident. And it was one of those times where it's, hard, it's, it's just hard to put into words. You're shocked, you're upset you don't know what is going on. I mean, we were here in Texas, this happened in Illinois. And we're like, "What? I don't understand what's going on. I mean, all day, phone calls, trying to figure out what's happening, trying to get plane tickets to go home for this funeral that we, sh- we feel like we shouldn't even be going to. And these, the family that lost their son, they're like our family. Dalton and I, they're like our family, like we consider them our own. And I mean, like his mom was my bridesmaid. She's the same age as my mom. Okay. Like, she's like, if I called anybody like a spiritual mom, it would be her. And now I am going to Illinois and I don't know even how to feel. I mean, I have this, I feel sick. I've never felt this before. I've never experienced this before. And I'm so nervous to see her. She's the one that has lost her 22-year-old son. And I'm the one that's just feeling sick for her. And, of course, you know, we went to the funeral. We were able to, you know, see everyone that we hadn't seen in so long. And when when the service started, we sat back and... His parents were in the very front. They're amazing people. And, you know, our pastor, the pastor back home, he was preaching the message, and there was a time for worship. And there were probably hundreds of people in this church because he, our friend knew like everyone. And what stood out to me and that spoke. I'm sure to the whole church was his mom sitting front row with her hands raised to Jesus at her son's funeral. Because she knows him. She knows Jesus. She knows who he is. She knows that God is faithful, even though she is staring at her son's casket. She knows that God, she has a personal relationship with Jesus. She knows that his faithfulness doesn't stop because something like this happened. And I know that for me, it just spoke volumes. And I, and I pray that it spoke volumes to everyone else there because it was a very powerful time. But when you know God, when you know who he is, you're able to see his faithfulness even in the worst of times. Even when you sit there and you're like, I don't know what, I don't, I'm so lost. My life just feels like everything around me is falling apart. God is with you. God is faithful. I was asked what to title this, and the only words that could come to my mind were unconditionally faithful, because it's who God is. There is no condition that will stop his faithfulness. So maybe you're at this point. Maybe you are sitting in your seat and you're like, this is my life. I feel like you're talking right to me. Maybe you feel like you don't know what to do. Maybe your life is just, you just feel like it's broken. You're lost. I just encourage you to know today that God is faithful in your circumstance. Now, maybe you're sitting there and you're like, I don't even know what's going on with my life. I don't even know what's going on. Anybody? I feel like sometimes I'm sitting there and I'm like, what am I doing? Maybe you're there today. Maybe you have maybe you've seen this before. Maybe you feel like you might be headed there that you don't know where your life is going, but I can tell you that number 3, God is faithful when you don't know what's happening. When you have no idea. He has a plan. He has the plan. We just have the tentative plan. It says in Genesis 39, 19, and 20, it says, when Joseph's master heard what his wife said Joseph had done, he became very angry. So Potiphar arrested Joseph and put him into prison. This prison was where the king's prisoners were put, and Joseph stayed there in the prison. I feel like Joseph was, like, they came to get him, and he's like, what? What? What is going on? I didn't even do anything. And they're like, go to jail. You're going to jail. And he's like, what are you talking about? I, don't, I wasn't expecting this. What do you mean? I haven't done anything. Maybe there are things that you've come up against that you weren't expecting, that you didn't know were going to happen, that you don't know what's going to happen. It says in Hebrews 13, verse 5, that God said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. You're not alone no matter where you're at. God is with you right there in that super comfy chair that you're sitting in. You're not alone no matter what you dealt with yesterday at work or at wherever you were with your family, no matter what's going on. God is with you. God is unconditionally faithful because let me tell you, God is faithful no matter what your circumstances are. Your circumstances don't determine God's faithfulness. And so, the same God that made Joseph a successful man, that revealed himself through Joseph, through dreams, through all of those things, he's the same God that he is, was for Joseph that he is for you. And maybe you're sitting there today and you're like, my life is going good. I totally, know what's, I totally know what's going on. Everything's great. Well, let me tell you, you still need to be reminded that God is faithful because it's very easy when times are good to just walk around with your Kate Spade bag and forget. <laughs> or maybe your life isn't going very good right now. Maybe you're sitting there and you're like, I'm shattered. You need to be reminded that God is faithful, that he is with you, that what it says in the Bible, he will never leave you nor forsake you. That is a promise. That is who God is. Maybe you need that today. Maybe you're sitting there and you're like, I don't even know what I'm doing. I don't know what's going on with my life. I encourage you, there's going to be a prayer team up here, I'm just encouraging you that right now, if you feel that, if you feel that in your heart, that you need prayer for that today, to just come up here because the Lord will meet you where you're at. He's not going to leave you. He's not going to forget about you when you're a prisoner. He's not going to forget about you when you're a slave. He is with you. He is for you. And I just encourage you today, wherever you're at, good, bad, You have no clue. God wants to meet you where you're at. He wants to remind you of who he is because he loves you unconditionally. He loves you so much. And if that is all that I'm up here today to say, remember it because God, he is the same. He loved Joseph just as much as he loves you. He loves you so much. And I just encourage you to come up right now we're going to receive prayer today and i'm going to just pray over the service and i just encourage you guys to just sit and think where am i at where am i at where am i at like joseph was because we can apply this to our life and i just encourage you guys to do that today